Yeah, but then with Barcelona, there's a big file sale there. They literally have to sell everyone so they can pay Messi's wages. It's the saddest thing I've ever read in my life. You've yeah. heard about that. What they would they have get, to? They can't afford to pay Messi unless they shift all their players on. They That's literally insane. can't afford it. It's really sad. They're so broke that in order to keep Messi, they literally everybody else is up for sale. I saw them put on their... They, they posted their credit rating on, on Twitter. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I didn't. It was a, you know how they do like club announcement, how everyone does a club announcement. when they, It's usually when they've got a player or they've got something important to say. They did club announcement. We have just been reviewed by this credit agency and we are happy to say that we have reached a good level of credit. And I thought, oh my gosh. Barcelona putting their clear score online. To witness a monumental throwdown. Oh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, FL Bros, this is episode 51, and we're just about to preview the season 2021 to 22. How are you doing? Doing good. How about you? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, so much has been going on. And obviously, we've had hardly time to breathe uh, with the Euros having finished only a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and then there's the Olympics, which is still haven't finished. And then we've got a, the Charity Shield uh, coming up. Or, or is it Community Shield now? I can never remember. Oh, I don't agree. <laughs> anyway, Man City or Playlist, there is something. Uh, yeah, I mean, call it call it the part-time trophy because if you win it, it's a trophy. But if you if you don't win it, then it's not a trophy. So call exactly. it the part-time trophy. Exactly, it doesn't count. You know. Yeah, exactly. If 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 it did count, then Rio Ferdinand would have have what like fifty medals or something. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Anyway, all right then. So yeah, uh, obviously, as I just said, the Euros just finished. And of eventful one, obviously for England, having made it all the way to the final. Some good things, some bad things. Or what's on your mind, Jamie? DG? Um, I think I think uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. If, if you're talking, if you're asking me about um, performance-wise, I think performers of the tournament were Italy. Mm-hmm. I think hands down, they they really showed up. I think I don't. I think lots of people had them kind of like in their top maybe four or five teams, but not. No one, not many people had them as number one, considering that they hadn't been at major competitions for a little while. But they were, yeah. they seemed to come in as the dark horses. But they, they really showed their stuff. They showed their quality, you know. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. And then with England, uh, what I would yeah. say is, um, it was just, it was just classic, classic England. To be honest with you, a bar in the the Germany performance, I would say that they had a, a preferable fixture list. And then um, when when the going got tough, they got going. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I I think that's fine. I will take a preferable fixture list anytime. Of uh, course. Uh, yeah, you know that's just something. the way it goes. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say I didn't think much about Italy until I saw the way they took Turkey apart. Mm. And after that game, I just thought, wow, watch out. Um, of course, the usual suspects uh, were very disappointing. Um, France as well. I don't know what the heck happened to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had France winning. I had France winning personally. <laughs> no, that, I mean, that's fair enough. That makes sense. If you look at who they've got up front and in midfield and in defence and in, in goals everywhere. Mm. 
but um, you know, some the, the trouble with the uh, these big nations who sometimes they bring it, but sometimes they don't. Yeah. Uh, so you know, uh, Germany have had disappointing performances. Portugal, they were disappointing. Uh, Spain, uh, also disappointing. Um, so yeah, uh, Holland also did, you know, disappointing in 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 parts, uh, impressive in other parts. But um, yeah, you know, you make you make the most of your luck. England played all but one of their games at Wembley, Wembley, so they made the mm-hmm. most of it. Exactly. Uh, and exactly. anybody who's still nursing wounds over the final, I just want to remind everybody, the final was actually a draw. It was actually a draw. I know that they lost on penalties, but over 120 minutes, um, even though, you know, Italy kind of grew into the game, they couldn't beat England in, in, in 120 no, minutes. Yeah. So so you've got to take something from that. Of you know, course, of took, course. Yeah. I think it, so. Yeah. No, I, people forget that. I know it feels like a loss, and it was a loss on penalties, but it, it, it was like 120 minutes, two teams who were drawing, you know. No. A hundred percent, and and to be honest with you, I think that um I think that if um if England were a little bit more aggressive in the first half, mm-hmm. where where because I think in in this in the modern day in the modern game, like you usually get passages of football. Football games are is one in in one of passages of play. So sometimes you have you have the first fifteen minutes if you manage like Man City sometimes do just score three goals and that's it. The game's done before you even had your turn, yeah. you know. And yeah. if England managed to put another one away, I don't think Italy were coming back into that game. No, I think it's true. It changes the whole complexion of the game. Goals mm-hmm. do. Goals change tactics. They they change your mentality and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I I mean I I think it's a good experience for the players as well. Definitely. Uh, but to be honest, they didn't seem as comfortable on the ball as they had seen in all their other game had been in all their other games. But now they've got to f- know what it's like to be in a senior final because I know quite a few of them have been like in under twenty one finals and so on. I think they will have a bit more comfort, uh, confidence um, about the, the way they approach the game and hopefully there'll be another final. I don't see why they can't be. No, I agree. I think I think what the most, the biggest takeaway from this is that um, the World Cup is around the corner, literally, because, because yeah. we're off cycle at the moment. It's, it's, yeah. what, it's three, it's three games. It's like a year and a half or something crazy like that. Like, it's not like long that. at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's not long at all because also it's a De- December World Cup. It's a Christmas World Cup, so it's going to be a bit weird. So if you consider that that lots of these players give them a season and a half, they're going to be beasts. You know what I mean? <laughs> all right. So yeah, I think we're we're positive. We're hurting, but we're positive. Yeah. Okay. That's football. Um, <laughs> it's football. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. All right then. So as with every summer in the Premier League, there's been lots of shifting about. As the resident Arsenal expert, uh, I just Bentley. wanted you to cast your eye, <laughs> cast your eye briefly uh, over uh, what's been going on at Arsenal. Any new si- signings? Perhaps Tavares? I don't know, but uh, mm-hmm. you know, this is your this is your time. Okay. Well, Arsenal so far, we've had uh, two, three major incomings. Um, We've taken Nuno Tavares from, I think it was Benfica, so Portuguese. Yeah. He, he's come in as um, Tierney's understudy at left back, but is also known to be able to play left wing. But I think I'm pretty sure he's listed as a defender, so that's someone to keep an eye on. In his first game, he scored a goal in the first like seven, like 15 or minutes or so on the pitch, and it was a it was a clean shot, and it was something when you saw him take it, he took it took it quite naturally. 
So it makes me think that he's um he could be dangerous on the wing. I was impressed. Um, he's he's he, only five point four point five million. Sorry. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I haven't actually checked he, the prices he, he's of any of these new guys. Yeah. Yeah. He's he is a listed defender. defender. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Then the other guy we've got um a guy called Albert Sambi Lokonga, known as Sambi. Um, plays like silk. Really, really, really nice, nice player. Young guy, nineteen. Um, captain of Anderlecht. We bought him. Um, he's a centre midfielder. Play, um, can play a six or an eight, but I think we'll be playing him more in the six position, so like more as a defensive role, cover for uh, Partey, who unfortunately has already been injured, so the cover will yeah. be coming in early. <laughs> <laughs> who else we got? And then finally, the big money signing that where where Arsenal spent fifty million, where we really didn't think that we needed fifty million, centre <laughs> um, <sent it> back. <laughs> so we bought Ben yeah, White from Brighton. Uh, I'm looking here. Apparently, Ben White is also listed at 4.5 million. But now I that think is a steal. <laughs> I'll put that out there. I think a big part of that is to do with the fact that when the game launched, he was at Brighton, and in the season before, he was in the Championship. So the game takes into account the level that you have been playing at, including the team. I mean, put it this way: if the game, is, if he been transferred to Arsenal before the game had launched, he probably would have been listed at five million. But mm-hmm. because he was still a Brighton player, um, you, there's usually an extra half a million to a million added to your price if you're yeah. in a traditional top six team. That's just the way it goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yes, he is four point five. I was not expecting him to be at that price, but I'm uh, not. I'm not. I'm not too surprised to be honest with you because mm-hmm. although he plays, I mean it's. So, like, at the end of the day, we're here to talk about fantasy Premier League, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, reality, what you want to hear about is the point. So, Ben White is not a goal scorer, and he's not no. an assister. That's it. Facts. Like, he doesn't he doesn't yeah. do headers. He's got, like, he's got, like, the lowest. He's, like, in the eighth percentile of, of all top, of the top five leagues for winning headers. So, you can imagine yeah. he's not, he's not doing anything. Um, <laughs> in terms of points, I think, out of the three of them, first, I'd look at Tavares. And then I'll look at Lokonga and then I'll look at Ben White. But then there's a caveat on Ben White because, surprisingly, for last season, Arsenal had the third best defence in the league. We had the mm-hmm. third least um, goals conceded, which is why lots of Arsenal fans are looking at that, like thinking 50 million, really. But um, mm-hmm. So if you're if you're thinking of a cheap, clean sheet, which we actually did all right with last season, he might yeah. be your answer because he's definitely a stalwart in the defence. Um, mm-hmm. Also... With Tavares, the reason we bought him is because he's a like-for-like. If you remember last season when Tierney went missing, we put Shaka back in the left-back position, which was not like-for-like. And no. um, we pushed our attack on the right side to try and like counteract that. Whereas now we've got Tavares, if injured, when it's not kind of like, it's almost in the Arsenal fan base, it's not if, it's more like when Tierney has his like off-season, if you like, mm. because of how he plays, um, Tavares will yeah. come in as a like-for-like and he'll be a cheap fit, so yeah. you should keep your eyes peeled for that, because that he will he will definitely be banking points. Definitely, He's definitely getting an assist and a goal. I've heard a lot about Tavares. I will confess that it's possible... Um, I mean, Tavares is a relatively common name in Portugal. Oh, Nuno, yes, I'm pretty certain he was the one I thought looked really good. This was mm. like about a season ago. Um, so I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, obviously, difficult for him to uh, supplant Tierney. Yeah. Um, the of him playing on the left wing while Tierney plays on, on the left. Yeah. Um, I, I I I don't think that's something that Arsenal really need to do. Um, but what unless, I would suggest. Course, yeah. What I would suggest is I think 
lots of what people consider is that um he is a he's he's a replacement yes but also he's a different he's a different tactic as well like uh Arteta if we're winning a game 1-0 I can see him bringing on Tavares at left wing oh, as like yeah. a, as like the bolster so like there's there's two defenders but also two going forward as well as like a kind of double piece so that could that could be quite interesting. I could see him coming as like a first off the bench if we're winning against a bottom half table team. I mean, I'm I'm speculating here if Tavares is to hold down a place. Um, if Arteta decides he wants to play three at the back, mm-hmm. I think Ine can play on the left side of a three because he does that for Scotland, right? Or is it Robertson who does that for Scotland? Yeah, exactly. So he can play and then, the left and then of the three. But again, I'm, I, as you can tell, I'm excited about Tavares. Certainly what I saw from him at Benfica, he's got me excited. Uh, I really do like the look of him. Uh, He reminds me of Marcelo, actually. But um, anyway, we'll see if he gets to play. That is the main thing. If you want fancy points, your players need to play. Uh, With Ben White, you're right. It's all about the clean sheets from what I can see. Uh, I've heard he can also play in midfield. But again, if he does play in midfield, he's not going to be doing anything. You want the clean sheets. I would say with the cover in Lokonga, I don't see him bringing brought in as a midfielder. I just don't, no. don't see it. It's, it's an option. I mean, you need to change things around in a, in a game, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Uh, but anyway. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Moving swiftly on, obviously none of the Liverpool boys are here, so uh, we haven't got anybody to cast their eyes over. I did, I did see something though. Um, yeah. Just thought I put it out. I saw Virgil van Dijk doing the splits. I wasn't sure if he meant to do that because Olympics are on and stuff. I wasn't sure <laughs> if it was a gymnastics thing or I don't know. But uh, looking, yeah. looking sticky. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, uh, everybody is Liverpool is excited about the fact that he's training and he's playing friendlies. Whether he's got 90 minutes of a Premier League game in him yet, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, because crucial ligament ain't no joke. And I no, know that for a fact because I've ruptured my cruciate ligament. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Any, yeah. Anyway, also, forgive the state, people. I'm pretty certain he was on the pitch when Aston Villa scored seven goals, but that's for another day, preferably when the Liverpool boys are back because they need to be reminded about that. Liverpool um, boys aren't coming back until they win three on the balance. I'm telling you that much. <laughs> Yeah, he was also on the pitch when Seville knocked him out of the. Uh, was it Seville who, who knocked him out of the European Cup? Uh, sorry, oh. the Champions League seasons ago. Uh, it was Seville, wasn't I think it? It might have been. Or was it Atletico? Anyway, um, no, so he was Atletico, on the pitch. Atletico. Yeah, he was on the pitch for Watford as well. Yeah. yeah. So um, you know, he's he he's not he's not the magic answer to everything. It may be that it's Henderson and Fabino who they actually really need. But again, that's a discussion for another episode. Mm-hmm. Right. So Kanate, Kanate, is he going to play? I guess so, because um, Gomez and Van Dijk are still coming back. So we might see him for the first couple of games. How much is he? are they charging for him? I would. I bet he's there for six million. Let me have a look. Kanate, 5.5. Well, if you want to take the risk, you know, I mean, he's one of the cheaper defenders at Liverpool. He's likely to be playing. So there. Yes, he's also a player with a lot of potential. And, you know, it's funny because they signed him from RB Leipzig, right? And they all, and also RB Leipzig had that guy, Deo Upamecano, 
that he went to buy Munich. Yeah. So the the thing is, so there was two top, there were two centre backs at RB Leipzig. <laughs> I think Liverpool got the bum end of the deal, frankly, because I think Upa Meccano, I'd much rather have him over Canati any day of the week. Oh, million, it's million, like million percent. Yeah, it's like when they went to Southampton, there was Jose Font and Lovren, and Liverpool went, we'll sign Lovren. And I thought, yeah. no. I think, I think, <laughs> I think the, issue with, <laughs> the issue with Upa Meccano is, you know, when um, when you look at these players, if, if, if Bayern have tweeted in their ear, it's... It's very impossible. It's almost impossible to get get Bayern it's out of true. their mind. And and true. Bayern Bayern tweeted in that guy's ear early on because even yeah. Arsenal were in the race for him when Bayern were there. And the minute Bayern stepped yeah. in, it was it was yeah. a dumb deal. He said, "There's it's no so, way." So, no, uh, it's a shame. But there you go. So they they came in, had a look at RB Leipzig, had a look around, saw Upo Meccano was gone, but they thought we don't want to really leave empty-handed. Mm. So let's take an eye. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to buy someone from RB Leipzig if the best person isn't there, you know. But uh, I could be being a bit unfair there. Uh, he's quick, so maybe that's just all they need out of their centre-backs, that they can run really fast. Mm-hmm. Jaden Sancho, it's finally been done. After yes, Manchester United telling us how much they love Rashford and Greenwood and Martial, they decided that they don't need them all that much, and they signed Sancho. So, um, if I was Mason Greenwood, I'd be screwing right now. I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's exciting, and I will confess that he is in my game week one team, mainly wow. because, yeah, mainly because his record is so good uh, in the Bundesliga. Plus, he's cheaper than Fernandez. And you know he's going to play. So I like to think I'm getting one over everybody who's going to lump Fernandes in the team because Fernandes is a whole three million more expensive than Sancho. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's a bit of a gamble here. I'm getting shades of when I put Pepe in my team a couple of seasons ago. But I'm hoping it pays off this time. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Well, that's interesting. I I personally haven't haven't picked him. I've looked. I've, mm. I knew that. Obviously, I know he's he's arrived. I mean, you can't be on social media in the past two months and not know that he's coming. But um, <laughs> I just just didn't consider it. I I personally I see I see Sancho like I see um Aston Villa just bought him Leon Bailey. I want to see yeah. I want to see I want to see them in the prem. Give me give me two. Let me see them for two weeks. After two weeks, mm. then I'll make a judgment. I'm gonna I'll watch them rigorously and I'll see what they've been up yeah. to. Because I mean, yeah. if 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 he jumps in the league and storms it and gets a hat trick, then hey, I mean, opportunity missed. I don't care, but he's not going to get a hat trick every week, so you yeah. know, I shouldn't feel too badly about it, you know. But um, I don't know, I don't know. I like him, but I just I'm intrigued. No, no. What 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 gets me is I'm intrigued by um his position in the England side. I'm not sure if that's a bias or, but what what intrigues me is that Southgate saw him up against Premier League talent. And he wasn't selected over the Premier League talent. And I'm, I don't know if that's tenacity or if that's drive or if that maybe in Bundesliga you get a bit more time or like, I don't know yeah. what it is, but he just he just wasn't selected. And I no. personally, whenever I saw the team sheet, I mean, don't get me wrong, you'll struggle to find a bigger Saka fan than me. Mm. But I was shocked to see Saka playing over Sancho. Yeah. Very shocked. So I'm just intrigued. I just thought, you know what, let me see. And he's got a good first game. He's up against Leeds. There's no yeah. hiding against Leeds. <laughs> like, no. Bielsa's going to see what you're about. <laughs> so let's see what he does. So you're right. 
I agree with you 100%. It is a massive, massive risk. And, you know, being good in the Bundesliga doesn't always translate. But I am working off this theory that I've had for a while, which is that every <laughs> season a big money signing with the massive recitation comes into the Premier League and they hit the ground running. The trick is to identify who it's going to be. And my, my money's on Sancho. It wasn't your money simple. on Werner last season? <laughs> Uh, we we will we will sweep this under the carpet, okay? For every Werner, there's been a Torres and there's been an Aguero, all right? Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, all right then. <laughs> all right then. So you're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Rafa Benitez at Everton. What do we make of that? I don't know. I mean, personally, I think Everton fans are... Mm. I mean, obviously, Liverpool legend manager, mm. Benitez, is now your manager. I don't know how to feel about it. But then again, as an Arsenal fan, if we got Pochettino tomorrow, I wouldn't I wouldn't complain. So I couldn't care less either. Like, you know, I mean, a manager's a manager. I don't see a manager as a player. It's interesting. But yeah. um, I don't know if they're going to... I don't I don't know what's going to happen because, I, I'll be honest with you, I can't remember Benitez's playing style. <laughs> so I'm not sure what to expect. What about um, you? I can, all right, and the way Liverpool fans talk about him with rose-tinted glasses just makes me want to throw up in my mouth, okay, because before that guy left, they could not wait to get rid of him. Mm. It was always too defensive, he plays twice at the back, it's long ball football, he throws everybody at the back, it's all about lumping Mm -hmm. it up to couch, or it's lumping it up to crouch, or, you know, all they moaned about was how bad the football at Liverpool was in the Benitez last year. That's the thing about Liverpool fans. Even though he won them their first Champions League in, like, a long time, the gloss wore off pretty quickly after that because they weren't enjoying the football. They really hated it. Really. I I cannot stress this enough. And and, uh, with, with Newcastle, it was a good fit because he was, the manager of Premier League experience, and he was obviously good at keeping them in the league, but he didn't get the, the onus to back him, so obviously he left. I'm sorry, but I, he's a man of habit, and uh, what we are going to see at Everton, I'm convinced that he is going to shore up the defence, which is fine by me, but I don't think we're going to see exciting attacking football at Everton. Uh, so I don't blame Everton fans for being mad. They may be mm. mad because he was the Liverpool manager, but I'm like you. You know, you, a manager's a manager. What they need to be mad about is that they might see the goal strike for DCL. They might see Hammers making his mind up that he definitely wasn't, doesn't want to hang around if he hasn't already gone. Or Richarlison, they, the, the goals might dry up for him as well. Uh, on okay. the other hand, players like Dinia, Keane, Pickford... I think they've got clean sheets coming their way. So I have my eye on Dean, definitely. So um, and that is that and everybody knows that even when he was at Newcastle, granted, because Newcastle had to tr- survive, they did play defensive football a lot. But I, it's not a habit that Benitez is going to shake very quickly. You know, for all the complaints Liverpool fans made about him, you know, he kept them in and around the Champions League spots. And, you know, they made some good signings while he was a manager as well. So mm-hmm. he, I think he's got an idea of what he needs to do in, in, in his mind. But I see him as a tactically defensive manager who, who plays it safe. And if you speak to players who played under him, they always say the same thing. They always said, he always asked me to track back and get a move into a defensive position 
when we were without the ball. Even all the attacking players say that. So mm-hmm. that, that's the Benitez file for me. So I've got my eye on Dina. Um, but if you were hoping for DCL and, and Richarlison to do what they did last season, I'm saying you might be disappointed. That's my take. Okay. Well, I wasn't. I hadn't. I hadn't planned to look to Everton. To be honest, I thought. I thought what happened to them was um, a mixture of like new manager, lots of big money injection, and I thought that's what was happening last season. And as you can see, it didn't last very long. So <laughs> I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't expecting too much. I had. I don't think I even have a in, in my game week one. I don't think I have one Everton player. No. So that, that just goes to show <laughs> what I really thought. I don't blame you, I don't blame you. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Okay, very briefly, Nuno Espirito Santos at Spurs. What do mm. we think of that? I think it's, I think he's going to, I mean, I love it, but, <laughs> <laughs> but if you're, if you're a Spurs fan listening, just know me loving it is not a positive sign. <laughs> I think it's gonna be nasty. I, I think it's gonna be nasty football. Oh man. wow! I don't. I think. I think Spurs. Are gonna, I think Spurs are in the toilet at the moment. They're struggling, like because yeah. I don't. They went through. I think. I think the final reported figure was something about like eight, eight different managers before they fell upon Nuno. I don't know how you feel if you if you get called in eighth and you take the job. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> but um, and also Harry Kane not showing up for training, trying to force a move out. Like it's a lot. It's a lot going on right now. He was, yeah. he was, he was everything that was good about Tottenham last season. Literally, it began and stopped with him. So, with mm. him gone, Jose gone, Nuno brought in, and then Spurs with 100 mil. I mean, we know what happened last time. They had a big, big transfer. They bought six players, and one of them they just gave away as a, as a bit part in a transfer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, like, wasn't Eric very men a part of that splurge? Yeah, so that's what I mean. Eric Camella just yeah. went out of the squad and they used him plus money to get another player in. <laughs> so you could have had he was very he was very he was worth it, well worth it. But um I don't know. Yeah. I personally I don't I didn't I never I liked Wolves as a team, but that was more because of their players. Mm. I didn't I didn't like yeah. Wolves as a playing style. I thought their players they had exciting players. I liked um I liked their midfield, I liked their wingers, I liked it when they had um uh, Jota. Mm-hmm. Was it Jota? Did they have Jota? Yes. Yes, I did. liked it when they had Jota. I liked it when they had um, Ruben Neves in the midfield. Mm-hmm. And they they used, always used to uh, score absolutely blinding goals. And then I'm a fan of um, um, Traore as well because he's yeah, yeah, yeah. fast and strong and skillful. So I liked it because of their standout players. But his playing style, I was not. Like when they said, when he was pipped for Arsenal as well, if you remember when before we got Arteta. And I was like, please, let's just not. Because that's just <laughs> like, like we can't. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a good, he's a stable manager. You yeah. finish top half of the table, I reckon. Mm. But you're not. Like Spurs are not going to enjoy the football. From Pochettino mm-hmm. to yeah. Mourinho was iffy, and they hated that. Yeah. To move to Nuno is going to be. I mean, the guy was a goalkeeper. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Like, they they all have their identities. Yeah. Pep Guardiola is the philosopher. Mourinho is the translator. And Nino, the goalkeeper. Um, (laughs) Having said that, Spurs have got Watford and Crystal Palace in their first four fixtures. They do start with Man City and then it's Wolves. But, um, you know, Crystal Palace, they're all over the place at the moment. And even when Hodgson was there, uh, most of the time they were poor. 
and Watford have been promoted. So anyway, um, I, I don't know what to make of Nuno. The funny thing is, I like the fact that he played the 3-4-3 because I'm a big fan of wing backs. I love that style of play. And people used to say that Wolves were a counter-attacking team. I just thought that they were very good at keeping the ball. Most of the players were comfortable on the ball and could pass it, and the passing was slick. That's what I remember. But obviously, towards the end last season, it kind of fell apart a little bit. Was that down to Jimenez being injured? I don't know. Um, mm. Possibly. So the, the the potential is there for him to do something with Spurs. I prefer to be positive about it. Harry Kane going, though, obviously is going to be a big minus. And, and I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know if that kid, Vinicius, whether it's his time to step up. Or what yeah. was that name of that boy that Jose Mourinho always used to, the, the one who plays for Ireland, Jose Mourinho, <laughs> he keeps saying, you told me to play him, I played him and he was rubbish. Now you shut Parrot. up. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if he's going to step up or nah, are they going to nah, look, like on up front again. You know, obviously this is all if Harry Kane goes, and I think he will. The, the thing about footballers is that there's no point in keeping one who doesn't want to say. Although some footballers do get on with the job if they push for a transfer and it doesn't go through, but Harry Kane, he knows that he needs to be winning like stuff with his club, doesn't he? Yeah. He needs he he's needs the, the middle round his neck or else. Yeah, that's it. He's the player of a caliber who does he doesn't want to look back on his career and think, well, I, I scored lots of goals, but I didn't win a medal. Even Alan Shearer won the Premier League. Mm-hmm. You know. Even Steven Gerrard won the Champions League. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he you know The thing they, is with Harry Kane, yeah. what mm-hmm. what intrigues me is like if he doesn't go to City, if he goes abroad, say let's just say I don't know, like, this is this hasn't even been a rumour, I don't think. But say he goes to Real Madrid or something. Yes. Like, his voice is not his voice at Spurs, you know. <laughs> I did not expect you to go there. I thought, what's he going to say now? No, because his, his voice is not his voice at Spurs. Like, you know how, I don't know if you watched it, where, like, he, he spoke a lot in the dressing room and, like, like look, a couple gold... Did he even... Has he, how, many, has, how many golden boots has he got at, at, at Premier League? Two or three, something like, like that. Cool. Two or three golden boots. Two. two or three yeah. golden boots does not compare to four or five Champions League medals. He better no. sit down. Like he's 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 not. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't I think he's he can he should only stay in the UK because I don't think he's respected out of the UK. I'll be honest with you because it's, he yeah he's ba- he's got to keep the base mm-hmm. out. He's he, he's he's the Tottenham man. He's been their talisman. He's been their main mm. man for the best part of like eight years or something crazy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He yeah. he's 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 the best player. If he goes to Man City, he's just another player. Mm. Like that's it. No, it's true. He'll get benched. <laughs> he could be another Wilfred Boney, couldn't he? For real, for real. So I think he's stupid. Yeah. To, to be honest, <laughs> I think he's stupid to because, because if he goes, if he goes to because he puts up a stinker at Spurs and he's playing the next game, you put up a stinker in in City, you might be playing with the under twenty threes for a few games. That's just, well, <laughs> for even half the season. Do you know what I mean? They don't play. Do do do, do they? They'll bring it's they'll like, bring uh, in they'll bring in one Spanish nineteen year old and he'll be he'll have your shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happens. It's that quick. Um, I th- I think you've got a point that the Europeans are probably sitting there and they see all this stuff about Kane to Man City and they're thinking who? But uh, <laughs> to, to be fair, um, during the Euros, uh, he did show his technical ability because he had to do number ten work an awful lot. 
And I know and Europeans like that. They're not all that hot on target men in Europe. But if you mm. can play a little bit, they're more likely to take notice. But who knows? Uh, I think everything else you, you say is a point. You've, you've got a point. So with Spurs, it's a wait and see. Uh, you know, is Nuno going to improve the players? Is he going to improve the play? We really don't know. Uh, how long is he going to get? Ask another question. You know, I, I remember a while ago um, they signed that guy, um, Jacques Tantini. I think he won stuff with France. Uh, and he, he went after less than a season. They had Juan de Ramos, who was very good at Seville. And he left after less than a season as well. So um, Spurs can ruin managers sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yeah. It's interesting. So I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm very intrigued <laughs> to see what happens. Yes. Uh, I think I'm slightly more optimistic than you. I have, uh, I, I see the, the more, I see the more positive side of Wolves' play. But, you know, I it's don't know. Different I mean, I'm optimistic. Different, I'm optimistic for failure, though. Systems. <laughs> Uh, you're right, and we will just have to see how it goes. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Yeah, so so player picks and predictions. We'll, we'll start with the predictions in that case. Okay. Let me just. Our oh, first game of the season's us, isn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> on the Friday as well. So this sticking yeah. with this Friday thing. I I'm 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 sorry, but I've had it up to here with the Friday thing. I, I just don't like it. Uh, it's funny. I think personally, they, they mm-hmm. I, I was just going to say personally, I think first game of the season should be last game, of the, like last game of the season. I think it should just be a riot. Everyone kicking off at three and then see what happens. But obviously money does not permit. But do you know what I mean? Like, because I that, think it's just a nice way to open it up rather yeah. than close. Do you know what I mean? Have a real it, it, ceremonious it, it, opening it's day. More exciting. It is because it's a bit of a letdown. You, you have one game on the Friday. If it turns out to be crap, you, you just <laughs> oh, go to bed. Yeah, no, and you you're not you're not G'd up for the weekend at all, are you? Yeah, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> anyway, all right then. So yes, uh, way to Brentford for Arsenal. Yeah, I think it's gonna be a tough fixture. I won't lie to you. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be a tough one. I don't think Arsenal have looked up to scratch in the in the preseason at all. So it should be interesting. Um, two one to Arsenal, and I think. Uh, yeah, I think 2-1 to Arsenal, and I think it'll be scrappy. I think it'll be a bit end-to-endy. I don't think Arsenal are going to control the game by any stretch. I think Brentford are going to come out firing, yeah. and um, they've got they've got good good attackers, so it's going to be a tough one. I'm I'm giving it to Arsenal uh, because Brentford came up through the playoffs. Mm. It's a world of difference. It really is. I mean, uh, say what you like, the gap between the Championship and the Premier League is is getting bigger, right? There was a time when teams used to get promoted to the top flight and they finished like fifth or they'd even, I mean, uh, Brian Clough managed a team. I can't remember whether it was this Derby County, but they got promoted and then the next season they won the, the, the top flight. Wow. It just does not happen. It does. No, that's, there's no way that's happening nowadays. <laughs> uh, and and it's, the, the championship is just different. It's, 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 they say it every time, don't they? In the Premier mm. League, you get punished for making mistakes. You can get away with your mistakes in the Championship, but in the Premier League, you get punished. And I think Arsenal are going to punish Brentford's mistake. It's all so. um, very well them wanting to play forward and go forward and be exciting and attacking and all the rest of that. But Arsenal have got world-class players, you know, and if they turn it on, they're handing your backside to you. So I'm, I'm giving it to mm. Arsenal. Brentford may well get a goal, but I think Arsenal are winning that one. Mm, okay. okay. I think you're right. I think I think you're right. I think I think the gap 
the gap is the gap is largening and i think what's interesting as well is there's um i would say there's there's even more so than before like i mean there used to be like a quite well-defined top four but even more so there's like there's like a top six which is like bulletproof yeah and then and then there's even like a top in in between that there's like a eight to eight to ten or yeah. eight to fifth eight to twelve which is like bulletproof yeah. as well and good luck even breaking into that eight to twelve it's right. like it's yeah. quite interesting how there's 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 sects of the league and if you're able to like push above to the other sect it's like wow mm-hmm. these people you really notice that you're like wow they really achieved because look there's no romance over here yeah i'm hot <laughs> i'm a cold-hearted cynical man all right i don't want to hear it they're a promoted team yeah i don't want to hear it yeah there's no no magic no flipping you know fairy tales mm. yeah they're promoted right they claim through the playoffs Right, they can even manage it uh, over the whole season in the championship. They took the chances of the playoff. Right, I've heard a lot about the Brentford defence. They look, it looks dodgy. Anyway, yeah, Man United versus Leeds on the Saturday. That's at half twelve, a lunchtime game. <sighs> are you leaving? Are you, are you waiting for me to give my prediction? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, to be honest, I haven't really given this much thought as well. Never have I. Um, uh, it's I, a I tough one though if, because yeah. I think. I think I think the interesting thing for me personally is I think Leeds the way they run and the way they work a preseason like the one they've just had would benefit them greatly mm-hmm. and they're going to come in hot because <laughs> they know they know the reality of the situation is they need to grab as many points as they can in the first half of the season because they they tail off quite quietly and I'm sure Bielsa knows this yes. and Good if you're up against a top side who's had who's yeah. had majority of their players at the Euros this is your time to grab a quick three points against the top six. No, you're absolutely right. Um, it, it, Man United have been have had players in action all summer. All summer, up to the Olympics. <laughs> like, what's his name? Yeah. Um, what's that? What's that fella called? The the guy they got in defence. I saw him at the Olympics just yesterday. Um, well, the black guy, Bai. Yeah, he's at the Olympics. Oh my God! Please, what he did was just absolutely abysmal. <laughs> oh, he he's not going to forget that in a hurry. Uh, for yeah. the uninitiated, uh, I think Bailly was trying to clear the ball. I suppose we're winning that game, weren't they? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I need to it go into what happened. Yeah. Uh, it was. It was. It was like what the ninety-third minute or something. Yeah. Oh, lordy, lordy. Uh, uh, but anyway, I yeah. I you know you are. I think you're right. I think I think it's going to be a draw because. They, it's, it's going to take time for, for, for their players to get back, for them to get be up and running. And while we all know how fit they are at Leeds, mm. and they're, they're just going to, it's going to be mental. It might be a proper ding dong as well. I mean, just, just consider this though, just consider this. We're talking Sancho, Maguire, mm-hmm. um, Pogba. Mm. Um, would Pogba be back straight away? Like, I don't know, I don't uh, know what the uh, deal is. I'm thinking about Euros players because they had Euro players going deep. Apart from yeah. Italy, most of their most of their side is English. I mean, we know Rashford's out until at least December. That's true. And then um, Sancho, if Rashford, if, if Maguire's not playing, Nigeria, Sancho played as well, didn't he? Luke Shaw also yeah, went. Yeah, Luke Shaw also went. Yeah. Like they might be fielding a really weak side or yeah. a tired side, depending. Yeah. So like, like that's a that's a game to consider. I, I mean, I don't know if they're going to sign Trippier actually, but he he didn't really play though. So. But yeah, yeah no, I, I I'm saying I'm saying the score draw. Okay. The high scoring one. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think a score yeah. draw or or a Leeds upset, they they might nick one because they love it. Yeah. <laughs>
about to witness a monumental throwdown. Uh, all right, uh, Chelsea versus Palace. Mm, Chelsea looked good, mate. I'll tell you that much. They did. They looked. They looked solid against Arsenal. They looked. They looked like they were up for it, and they had. Um, they had all their Germans back because of well, Germany didn't get that far, did they? No, it's true. So this is a fully. This is a fully fledged uh, Chelsea side. Yeah, Crystal Palace are going to have to work hard to get something out of the game. New manager as well. Yeah, and he's he's having to replace a lot of players. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to have to gel. Um, so if if they're a hard working. If they, they really work hard and do the business, nothing fancy, just running and concentrating, they might be able to keep Chelsea at bay. But I don't see Chelsea conceding. So it's probably going to be 1-0 to Chelsea. Yeah. It's funny that you say that because I would have said that if this was um, Roy Hodgson's Palace, I would have said that it, I would have been leaning more towards a 0-0 boring game. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. Chris Hodgson, could, he knew how to sharp shop. That's true. But I'm just interested. I don't know because I've seen some of the players that they bought. They bought that fella, um, Elise, yeah, midfielder, yeah, top guy. But and then he also yeah. bought the Chelsea centre back. Apparently, he's quite he's he's quite solid as well. So I'm intrigued to see how he plays because I think he's going to be a, a Crystal Palace side that we haven't seen before. So I wonder if they're going to yeah. be aggressive or if they're going to be yeah. park the bus. So um, I think Chelsea are winning though, regardless. Yeah, <laughs> I think they're just yeah. too they're too well oiled. Oh, oh yeah, I've got a question. What they set up? Sorry, go on. No, it's okay. I was just wondering. Um, I mean, this is obviously different, but I was wondering what you thought about Chelsea defenders, and uh, oh. because they 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 went on their crazy run, didn't they? I was wondering yeah. what um, you thought about I them. See, I don't see any reason why they they shouldn't continue. The, 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 the fact is, apart from the last game of the season, Chelsea don't really get spanked. Yeah. Uh, so I say I think it's going to be more of the same. Frankly. Fair enough. Yeah. And I think the last game of the season was more because they there was an eye to the to the final the big final in it. Yeah, that's, I think so yes very much very much so absolutely okay. oh, I, re- I, was, I just wanted to say really quickly I read about what Patrick Vieira's management style was but I can't remember what it said what, what yes. it, do you remember no I'm not sure I'm not sure I don't I don't know too much about him I'm really excited to see the guy <laughs> yeah fair enough let's, let's see what happens just happy to be here kind of guy okay uh, so uh, Norwich uh, again um, open at, against Liverpool. Okay. Uh, it's the same in 2019, but this time it's at Carra Road rather than Anfield. Mm-hmm. So triple captain Salah. Uh, why not? Uh, <laughs> I, I think he's going to have some joy. I think Liverpool are going to have some joy, and I'm not ashamed to say that my current game week one squad has three Liverpool players in it. Oh really? Yeah, I've got I guess. Salah, Trent and Robertson in there. That's, that's exactly who I was going to guess. I was going to guess Salah, <laughs> Trent and Robertson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew Trent and Salah were there and I was thinking he yeah. might go for the other wing back. Yeah, yeah, because Robertson's chip in, you know he can. To be honest, I would say Liverpool, because they're Liverpool and mm. like, but if you look at their fixtures, they're, they've got relatively nice fixtures. I mean, mixed in with a Man United, a Man City and a Chelsea, but they've got, they've got quite favourable fixtures. It is a good start. Them, they've got a good start. Brentford also have a good start, but they're Brentford. Villa have a decent start. Yeah. They also have a decent start as well. Yeah, I think I think Villa have got a good start, but then I'm going to change them. I think, depending on who I've got, I might have a look and change around like week four, week three, just because of that, that, that horrible run with Chelsea, United and Tottenham. But obviously, it depends how Tottenham are doing. But, yeah. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I agree. I think I think Liverpool are going to have joy, and I think um, I think Salah's going to. I don't know why I feel I feel I feel good about Salah. He's also I'm not ashamed to say a player that I've got as well as Trent. <laughs> <laughs> no, no shame here. Um, yeah. So yeah, nice comfortable Liverpool win. Then on Sunday we've got Spurs versus Man City at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah, I think I think Pep's going to hand his ass to him. He's going to say, well, welcome to Spurs. I'm going to beat you. <laughs> well, welcome to Spurs. Is that how it goes? Literally. Baptism of fire. You yeah. Know, life I think is I, good. And then you st- you became a Spurs manager. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be extremely shocked if mm-hmm. City come away with anything less than three points. Extremely yeah. shocked. Um, What do I think? Um, oh. I can't see Spurs winning without Harry Kane. And if yeah. that doesn't... Do you know what I mean? And if they do buy a replacement to bed him in, yeah. good luck. Well, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? Because we, we've got like, what, like, is it 13 days? Mm. I mean, that game is 15 days away. Uh, no, not 15 days away. It's it's 11. Uh, 11 days away. Excuse me. We don't know who, who what transfer is going to happen in that time. Because, you know, Levy is, you know, they, they've always got something lined up, but we'll just have to see what it is. In terms of how the game's going to go, I've got to be honest with you, I'm really not sure. On paper, it should be a City win. But, uh, let's see, when I think about City, um, they, you know, and I think a lot depends on what happens with Kane. And even mm. if he does go to City, are they going to sign him in time for the game? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, for example, with Sterling... Um, I don't know if he's going to get thrown right in. Maris will probably be playing. Jesus will probably be playing. I, I, I don't know if Torres is going to start. It, I think it's just the uncertainty of how Man City are going to line up. That's what bothers me. Um, how who are going to line up City? City. Well, how both of them are going to line up, I suppose. I think it's interesting. I really do. I think, I think. <laughs> I mean, I would love it if, if it was like week before that like City are just like yes it will take Kane thanks see you later good luck, good luck on Sunday <laughs> do you know what I mean that'd be class <laughs> but um Either no, way. I don't know I don't know I mean what's interesting is that like because we're still well and truly in the transfer window things are developing as we as we're talking and as people are listening to this at different stages different things might um might be more pertinent than others so like Grealish for instance like Villa are Villa but we know what Villa look like when Grealish isn't there. Yeah. <laughs> so we saw what happened when he had shin splints. So I said that they've just signed Danny Ings, haven't they? I know, and that's interesting because then what happens to Watkins? Are they playing two up front? I think they are. That's an interesting. So There's then what? Two... No way you cannot play Watkins not after all the goals he scored. But they haven't got Barkley anymore. Oh, he's he gone back to Chelsea? Yeah, he'll go back. He was only alone. Uh, okay, so um, it's interesting. Where's the creative piece? Like, there's just there's so many questions. You've got to really see how they line up because really, I Villa, think I think Bren, Brendia, I think Emmy Brendia can do a job because yeah, there this is true. He showed what he could do at not with Norwich, and he was obviously a class player. And I always mm. thought this boy could actually do well if he goes somewhere. And I think mm. they Villa might let him off the leash a little bit. Plus, I'm very excited about Liam Bailey as well. Um, mm. I'd like to think that he will hold down a first team place. So if if they've got him, Ings and Watkins up front, backed up by Buendia. Yeah, that when you lay it out like that, that shaping up to be really interesting. <laughs> that is shaping up to be a solid, I, I, I solid say, team. I, I am I'm extremely curious. But anyway But but uh, back to back to City Spurs, do you think I, I um, don't know. I am completely clueless. I, I don't know why I 
I'm not ready to put my money on City winning that one. Uh, just too, just too many ifs and buts. Yeah. And I mean, City, do they start the season well? They do take a bit of while to get going most of the time. Usually, yeah, they they yeah. don't they don't they don't regularly. I can think of one season where they were like a, quite a few points out ahead early by by that game That's seven. Probably, but um, but I don't. It just depends, isn't it? I suppose it depends. It depends. It depends. I would be interested to see their starting, and then if there was a European or a World Cup competition that summer you know because I think that might have an effect because of their they've got like star players in most of the teams do you know what I mean that's true that that would be interesting yeah I, I've come it's a cop out for me I really okay. call it. I just do not know I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sticking by a, a Spurs win um question do you think Grealish plays more games than Sterling this season oh I um, I, 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 you know what? I'm convinced that Guardiola has a soft spot for Sterling, mm. and obviously last season wasn't a good one for Sterling, but he's come off a very good campaign uh, for England, and I don't see any reason why he can't bring that to this club form. Mm-hmm. With Grealish, I don't know how much Pep is whether it's more of a purchase of convenience for him more than anything else. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I've got a hundred million. Yeah, what do you want to do with it? I don't know. We like the look of Grealish. Oh, all right then. That, that's what how, that's what it sounds like to me. You know. So this is my long way of saying I still think Sterling is above Grealish in the pecking order. Yeah, and don't he's got? They've also got Foden as well, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I see. I see. I see Grealish like fighting for one for one of those. Um, what do you call them? Half eight. I yeah, think fighting for one of those spots, and I think just because I don't know, I mean, obviously, Grealish, you've got to move. You, he's a top player, and he's going to want medals and stuff. It's the same Harry Kane thing, but I just don't. He's not getting. He's not getting game time like he was getting at Villa. No, he's not. He isn't. He's but getting. He's getting twenty games max if lucky. <laughs> part, of thing, part of the reason people go to Man City is because they want to be managed by Pep. He's a big attraction for players. They just want to be another piece on Pep Roulette. I don't know about that, mate. <laughs> No, well, I mean, they everybody thinks that they're going to be top dog when they move, but they are prepared to take the risk because they're going to have Pep Guardiola as a manager. They, a lot of them are like, let's see what all the fuss is about, you know, because you've got Carl Walker there saying, oh, he's improving as a player. Sterling saying, oh, he's improving as a player. They, they, you know, they, they, they all want a bit of that. You know, they want to get better and they want to win things and they mm. think that they can hold down a place. You know, never underestimate a footballer's ego. I... Oh, it's Pedri. It's Pedri at um, Man City as well. Pedri? Right. No, he's, a, he's no. a Barcelona player. Oh, no, it's Rodri I was thinking of. Rodri, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I saw that guy. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a boy at Barcelona who I really like the look of. He's called Ricky Puig. I think that's how you pronounce his name. We yeah. watch out for him. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, I know that guy. Yeah, yeah. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. Um, anyway, player okay. picks. You got any player pick? Player picks, player picks, player picks. Shall I go first? Yeah, you go first. Go ahead. Okay, it's going to be fairly obvious. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, I say Luca Dean of Everton because Everton have a decent start to the season. Their first game is Southampton, mm-hmm. uh, so they definitely get something for that. And I think Rafa Benitez is going to show up their defence. So I'm all about the Everton defenders. 
Number two, I have also rolling with uh, Buendia of Villa. Because mm-hmm. uh, if Grealish goes, if Grealish goes, he is going to be the creative force there. We know he can do it. He's done it before in the Premier League. And I think he's uh, only going to get better. And then number three for the start of the season. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'm just going to say uh, Mohamed Salah. You know, do I really have to explain myself? Hell no. No, you, don't. Of... you ain't got to explain anything. Salah versus Norwich. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so for my um my three player picks, I'm going to go with Brentford striker Ivan Tony. I am. Yeah. Um, I'm intrigued more more than anything. I mean, I saw him. He scored amazing amount of goals in the championship. As we know, it's a big step up. But um, he's against the Arsenal defence that it was two defensive mistakes that led to goals for the Chelsea in the first preseason game. So we see that some things are going right at the back already. So I think oh, if he could just catch on to one of those mistakes, that's a neat, that's a quick goal. Um, he's got some favourable fixtures coming up. He's got um, Arsenal, Crystal Palace, Villa, Brighton. So I feel like he might be able to catch some joy. He could be a quick long ter- a long-term one for quite cheap as well. The next player I'm going to go for might be interesting. I'm going to go for Jesse Lingard. I oh. think I think I'm going to go with him because I think uh, in terms of fitness, he'll probably be selected and in terms of form because of how he performed last season. I mean, it'll be interesting. If he doesn't get selected, I'll be shocked because that means that the writing's on the wall. He needs to get out the door. But yeah. um, I feel like he, he deserves a a trial in there especially considering most of the players played um summer football and he hasn't played any so i think him starting against leeds and or southampton being the next fixture would be interesting to select and then finally my final selection player would be the man himself of course mohammed Salah, because he was literally the first name i put on my sheet once i saw uh once i saw the liverpool uh fixture list i it's thought just, yeah, yeah. A million, yeah. million percent, I'm going to put him in there early. Just going to see, he's definitely going to catch some goals at some yeah. point. He's too he's too goal-hungry. Um, yeah. Plus, he didn't play in the summer, really, did he? Exactly, exactly. He didn't do that either. So, like, I think I think for the first two, three game weeks, I think a real consideration should be, did they play in the Euros? Because yeah. even if they even if they did, even yeah. if they did play in the Euros and they are on the team sheet, you best believe they're coming off at 60. They're going to yeah. be the first ones off. So. 100%. You know, we've got to keep an eye on on all of them. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm worried about a fair few numbers players in my team. But you know, if you're thinking long term, or if you've got enough cash to spread around, just just a general tip. Two tips actually. One, I wouldn't max up the hundred mil on your first team because if you've got to shift some players, you might find yourself stuck. Two, always try to go for the most expensive player because you can always trade down things don't work out but trading up is a lot more difficult uh, mm. uh, the, the thing about prices at the beginning of the game is that they're uh, they're always a zero or 0.5 so let's say for example uh you you get somebody in who's five mil but you actually wanted the 5.5 but you decide to go for the five mil player and, you, and then you you do that and you leave 0.5 in the bank so you think, okay, if I want the 5.5 player, I've got 0.5 in the bank, I can afford it. Then mm-hmm. the first game week happens, your 5 mil player does nothing. Your 5.5 player you didn't pick absolutely kills it and he goes up by 0.1. But you can't afford him anymore, you know. So the way the prices are, the difference of 0.1 to 
make so can make people unaffordable or difficult to get in your team because everybody's at zero or point five. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I, that sounded very technical. <laughs> no, um, no, I think I think I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah, you're you're right as well because it is is a situation that people need to consider as well because it's and also what may happen i'm not saying it will happen but what may happen is tired legs come out they're not really fully fit they've got a hamstring and then you're buggered (laughs) no no, it's true uh so much can happen sometimes players get transferred out of the league altogether (laughs) and then you're also completely buggered that's happened to quite a few people in the past Um, yeah no i saw i saw someone with lukaku last season yeah i know i saw so many people in lukaku this season that was tragic although you might get lukaku in this season so you never know what goes and what comes around never tell so be flexible keep some money back don't splurge the whole hundred mil really don't have some cheap players because you never know what's going to happen and you shift them about go from the most expensive player if you, you so you could always trade down you mm. to one that you might have had your eye on but remember trading up is always going to be a lot harder i say that as somebody who's taken sancho over fernandez but again every now and again i like to gamble on players you know it's painful but i'm in it for the rush man uh so Fair enough tears yeah, you you be wait, waiting on my tears. You're all about to witness a monumental throwdown. All right, then. I think that's about it. If you're listening to this on YouTube, uh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Also hit the like button. Give us some likes. Also, we've got the index in the description below as well. So you can uh, flick between what section of the podcast you want to listen to. And don't forget, we're on Twitter as well, FPL underscore Rose. Uh, so check out the Twitter uh, feed as well. Yeah. And yeah, that's it. Then. So I'm going to say goodbye now. And goodbye from me. Yeah. Green hours all around. Bye. <laughs>